Donald Trump has been formally indicted. And today we're going to talk about how that affects Christians. It's been a fiery week in the wake of a national tragedy. I got to be careful how I speak on social media. If you've been following me on the various outlets, you know why. Today we're going to talk about the Christian community, American politics, where things stand currently, and how this indictment galvanizes conservatives, Christians, how it relates to Stormy Daniels, etc. So here's what's going on. This is the latest from uh, CNN. I'm reading from CNN. Surprise, I'm sure. But I thought I'd take it from them. Okay. Former President Donald Trump faces more than 30 counts. I've seen elsewhere 36 counts related to business fraud. An indictment from a Manhattan grand jury, according to two sources. Earlier Thursday, a spokesperson for Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg, and I talked about him last week. If you want to get all this info, make sure you subscribe to this channel. Uh, he said that the office contacted Trump's attorney to, get this, coordinate a surrender for arraignment on a Supreme Court indictment, which remains under seal. Guidance will be provided when the arraignment date is selected. Trump will likely appear in court early next week, his defense attorney said, end quote. So that's what's going on. Now, how will this, I'm not talking about Trump today, whether you like him, whether you don't like him, whether you voted for him or whether you didn't vote for him. That's not today's show. That's not today's topic. Today's topic is how do Bible-believing Christians feel in America today, given that we had a national tragedy, six people Innocent people were murdered, including three beautiful school children. And we saw the Biden administration sending out their hearts, not to the Christian community, but to the other, another community. It's all very confusing. And as you know, since the last election, Christians have been confused about are we going to go for DeSantis? Are we going to go for the Donald? What, what's going to happen? Well, this event right here, I think, pushes everything to the Donald. And what we saw in the last election round, actually the last two election rounds, we saw that Donald Trump, who no one says is a chaste celibate saint, but that Donald Trump, elevated and promoted conservative Christian voices, in particular, the evangelical voice, and also, notably, the Catholic voice. Donald Trump did something that was rather risky in 2016, but especially in 2020, and that was for him to run a route around, in the Catholic Church, the United States bishops and the Vatican 
an appeal directly to a popular Catholic conservative movement that generally feels disenfranchised, isolated, pushed away, used and abused by the United States Catholic bishops. This goes back to 2002 with the Boston scandals that made Catholics start to wonder what exactly is going on in the hierarchy. And then you'll remember in 2018 was the summer of shame where it came out that ex-Cardinal, now ex-Cardinal McCarrick, former Archbishop of D.C., had to be laicized, removed from being Cardinal under the most horrendous accusations of pedophilia and then other stories about embezzlement and other such stories. This compounded with the fact that it seems, according to accusations by Archbishop Vigano, that the Vatican, certain cardinals in Rome, and even perhaps Pope Francis rehabilitated McCarrick, looked the other way. So this has created a, a rift in the American Catholic lay people. Trump or Trump's advisors are aware of this. Subsequently, people, cardinals, the Pope are aware of this. This is a rift and it'll take decades to heal. Now, the important part about this is the biggest demographic in America for winning the vote besides male and female is Catholic. If you can get the Catholic vote, you can win the presidency. It's not often discussed, but that's a, that's a major, huge demographic. Now, the Democrats knew that. They needed someone like Obama, but that was Catholic. Ding, ding, ding. You got yourself the Bidens. Notice how the Democrats have placed, for example, Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, President Joe Biden, Catholic, outwardly Catholic candidates in order to rally and to capture that Catholic demographic. So what Donald Trump did is he circumvented that. He went around that and he realized that there, perhaps the majority of Catholics in America are disenfranchised with the cardinals and the bishops. And so he went directly to the Catholics and won the Catholics in 2020. So that reality, that just stands alone as one thing. Now, take with that, by the way, since 2016, since 2020, into 2023, especially after all the Catholics were locked out of their churches and evangelicals and mainstreamers are locked out of their churches for, well, not two years, but... Churches disrupted and shut down for two years or restricted in some form, depending on your state. People are even more disenfranchised. They don't trust the spiritual authorities of the cardinals and the bishops and the priests. They don't trust the political process anymore. They think it's rigged, it's unfair, whatever degree you want to go in on that. And now in the last week, 
two major events happened. An attack on a Christian community, and then this indictment. Now, I will say it doesn't help Donald Trump that the alleged business fraud has to do with a payment made to a pornographic actress, Stormy Daniels. Is that her name? Yeah, Stormy. That, that's not helpful, right? But for this demographic of people, and again, I'm not talking, I'm not here at all making a moral argument for Donald. Believe what you want about Donald. But for the people who feel disenfranchised and cheated and that the government doesn't listen to them, the church doesn't listen to them, their pastors, their bishops, their cardinals don't listen to them, this right here is a crucible. This right here is a crossroads. I think it's very clear now that because of this, unless something completely horrific comes out that just completely hamstrings, ham, hamstrings, is that what I'm saying? No, hamstrings a jump. I can't remember what word. I'm, it's Lent. I can't remember these words. Uh, sidetracks Trump disqualifies him permanently, which I think they're going for. I really don't think after this point, DeSantis will be the guy, whether you love DeSantis, hate DeSantis, whatever. I really think that this moment right here rallies the troop for the Donald. Another element in all of this is the Roe v. Wade situation. The left is infuriated about this. They blame him. He appointed the Supreme Court justices. Roe v. Wade was overturned, something that many of us thought would, would happen years away, happened much more quickly thanks to the judges. This has evangelicals hyped up, but it really has your conservative, every Sunday Catholic hyped up. And they, whether they loathe and dislike Donald Trump and think he's the worst thing ever, all of them, in a way, are grateful that Roe v. Wade was overturned. So I'm going to do some, some questions and some comments now. Uh, we are streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. So we'll go now with some questions. If you guys have a question, comment, especially a question, make sure that you use a question mark. And I want to know, do you think... My analysis, correct, analysis is correct. Is Trump now the guy? And then are these three issues galvanizing the movement, the process towards the next election? And those three things are this indictment, the latest tragedy in, in America, and then the success of the Roe v. Wade. There's other things I could talk about. I talked about it earlier, like the double standards, you know, like with the Pelosi, the investigations that don't happen with like, Hillary and Nancy and other things that have to do with laptops and other, there's a double standard that could all be discussed. I think that all goes into the pile of people feel disenfranchised and don't trust. Okay. Turning into the comments and the question, Maria says, what a mess the USA is now in and the rest of the world. Yeah. I think everybody generally feels that same way. 
Uh, Jenny says, yes, this will only make Trump more popular. I agree. Uh, also curious for those watching. Oh, as for Catholics, I could also throw into the mix here the, the Frank Pavone situation. I think that also speaks into this whole uh, cyclone of events that are happening, coming together. I'd be careful supporting T, just the timing and how he's perceived. Hope I'm wrong. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think we should all be careful. I agree. Lydia, I do not believe his advisor, Paula, represents evangelicals or Catholics or Orthodox. I agree with you 100%. I agree with you. I don't know why she had that role, but she doesn't resonate with the voting block of those who identify as Christian. It's a very good observation from, from Lydia. This will be a boomerang for the liberals' big mistake. Tell me more what you mean there. I'm not quite sure. Kathy says, what scares me is the courts in New York drag this out so that Trump can't run in 2024. Now that's another scenario that would be, I mean, if that right there is a fatal hit, that would be a fatal hit to a campaign for the Donald. Oh, another element in this that I didn't mention is generally Republicans since 2020 have moved away from Donald. Does Donald have the support anymore? Chris O'Neill opines, this will upset some people, but it is morally impossible to be both Catholic and Democrat. David says, is Trump too old? This is a concern. DeSantis is 30 years younger. Haven't we had enough 80-year-old politicians? By the way, I like Trump. This is, uh, yeah, I mean, these are all valid questions that are coming in. Barbara says, uh, Dr. Marshall, she's on Facebook. When will this all end? Will Americans ever be patriotic again? Well, I think the majority of Americans will not be. I think you've seen with the past events, with things going on in Eastern Europe, that many Americans um, are globalist first and American second. Is that fair? Kathy comes in. Nothing stops him from running. You're too far off with playing both sides. Can't watch this anymore. Wow, I didn't know I was playing both sides, Kathy. I'm sorry if I offended you. And uh, goodbye to the stream. If you, don't, um, if you don't like it, certainly have the right to leave. Joey says Trump has lost a lot of weight. That's true. I actually saw him at uh, Mar-a-Lago over a month ago, and I thought he's lost weight. He looks healthy. Laura says, what about Biden being too old? Yeah, I think everybody kind of agrees on that. 
everyone's saying he's doing it. But then they say, well, let's have Trump. And then, well, he's older too. And this raises the debate here. Where can we ask you questions off topic? Well, today, normally I'll allow off topic questions, but I think today, you know, probably not a good day to go into Bible questions or philosophy questions or Aristotle questions. So JC says Bush is funding DeSantis campaign. Yeah. I mean, I think many of us that are older, that have the gray hair, the crown of wisdom from the Bible, we remember the Bushes and how we were sold a, a bill of goods with the Bushes. We thought they were so conservative and so pro-life and so this and so that. And they seem to be beholden to the corporations and globalists. Major disappointment. I think a lot of people see DeSantis as being sort of the Bush 2.0 uh, candidate, and they're scared about that. Do you think the Dems are doing this because they're scared of DeSantis? No, Daniel, I think they're doing this because they're scared of Trump. I don't think they're afraid of DeSantis. I My guess is they believe that they can beat DeSantis and they're worried that maybe they can't beat Trump. If I had to guess behind closed doors in the smoking room, well, I guess Democrats don't smoke cigars. They're smoking vapes behind closed doors, smoking their vapes on their yoga mats. They're saying, I don't know if we can beat Trump. I don't know. I don't know. Bush Sr. signed the NWO. Yeah, I think we all know that we got played on the Bushes, and we don't want to get played again. Father Frank should run. That'd be that'd be interesting. That'd be really interesting. Lydia says DeSantis isn't running. I, I it seems that way. I, he's he's young. He's got a good thing going in Florida. He's got a lot of time, you know, stepping up and going to war in primaries with Donald could be career ending could be ugly. So it might be better. I mean, if I, if I were DeSantis talking to advisors, I would think sit this one out is probably the way to go, but I don't know how these guys think. Maria back again. I used to think DeSantis would be good, but I hear he is with the others. One side, uh, one great side about Trump is that he is the only one able to get along with China, Russia, North Korea, Korea, plus he would stop NATO. We'll see. We'll see. Isabel, what is your next program for your lovely daughters? Um, yes, usually Fridays we do it, but they're not around. Last time we did it out of studio, it was a little complicated. So maybe next week, um, the twin girls will be here and we'll do a, a live one here. Um, I think that Trump would help himself by not calling DeSantis names. It's not becoming a statement. Statesman, I agree. I also agree with that. Um, one of the powerful things about Donald was his ability to talk to the common man and to communicate 
to the masses by means of Twitter and things like that. That was a benefit. But with that also came a negative, which was speaking in ways that people said, like you just said, it's not befitting of a statesman. And I think that's why some people have turned their eyes to DeSantis because they say, oh, he looks a little bit more like a statesman. Terry says the Dems are doing themselves in. Yeah, it's not looking good. We got to be careful on which questions I bring in. Let me just say that much. All right. Let me just say that much. American lady, we need Donald Trump Jr. after his father. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's Donald Jr. He's kind of a maverick. He's kind of a wild man. Would he, would he be placid? Would he hold, hold the way? I don't know. Here's Carlos Fitzpatrick, super chat. I think compared to Biden, Trump seems to have facilitated the ability to build virtue in society to some extent, which is the most important thing to look for in an election. Father Ripperger for president. I don't know about that. I mean, I don't, I don't know if we could. I mean, certainly when it comes to uh, the freedom to choose your destiny and to worship and these sort of things, Yes, but inspiring people to, what did you say here? Build virtue in society? I don't know. I don't know if I'm completely convinced on that, Carlos. As you know, uh, I'm very much a, uh, well, deep down, I'm a monarchist, right? Democracy says... Plato and Socrates and Aristotle. You can see them on the wall here. There's Aristotle behind me. Devolves into abuse, tyranny, rule by the mob. Uh, democracy, if the people, if 51% of the people are not virtuous and just want money and porn and narcotics and, yeah, free weed, then your the democracy is done. It's done. Okay. So that's one of the problems with it. And democracy, according to Socrates, Plato, and Aristotle, does not promote virtue. It usually promotes an attraction to the appetites. In fact, Plato in the Republic associates democracy with the lowest faculties of man, the stomach appetite, food, food network, and the loins, sex, pornography, etc. Dark says Christ is king. Absolutely. Yes, he is. I actually think that's one of the biggest problems with, with uh, Trump apologetics or Trump advocacy is people making claims beyond what is rational. This would kind of go into the messianic um, framing 
of Trump or his presidency. I don't think that's necessary. I think you can just make arguments like we need to be more pro-life. We need to make sure elections are honest. We need to promote and safeguard holy matrimony, et cetera. You don't, you don't have to lionize and make a candidate more than who he is. I think that actually turns people off. But that's just me. By the way, if you're enjoying this right now, I'd appreciate it if you like it, like the video, and subscribe for more. I've got a great video that we've been working hard on all week at the studio on the Book of Enoch, 10 Facts in the Book of Enoch. That'll come out tomorrow, Saturday at 9 a.m. You don't want to miss that. It's going to be really good. Carlos is back with another super chat. Yes, Christian monarchy all the way. If you truly study Catholic philosophy, you truly study ancient philosophy, Greek philosophy, you realize that all the smart, holy people realize and promoted monarchy is the best. You might say, well, yeah, but Taylor, you could have a bad monarch. How many good presidents have we had since 1776? Not a lot. Democracy does not tend to yield excellence. Paulette, they're trying to keep him from running again. Yes. Moving on here. Do you think Trump could turn around in four years and secure the future? No. I mean, look, we are in such a mess as a culture. This is not fixed politically. The political thing is basically just with it's restraining the evil, right? Politics now in 2023 is just how can we restrain the evil? It's like we're drowning and we just need to get more gasps of oxygen to keep the body going while we figure out a plan to get back on land. That's how I see this right now, right? I don't think if you elect him in over the next four years, America is back to a Shangri-La. The problem is, is we have so much divorce. Kids are now being raised in non-nuclear homes. And that right there is going to take a major toll on society and on culture. We've got pornography streaming into every single house. We've got promiscuity. We have girls who from a very young age are taught not to value themselves. We got OnlyFans. We got TikTok. We got all this stuff going on. And ultimately is we don't have God. We don't have Jesus Christ. People don't go to church. You know, Good Friday and the resurrection of Christ, Pascha, Easter's next week. How many people are thinking about that, preparing for that, fasting, doing extra devotions? A minority, a minority. So ultimately, culture needs to be reshaped and that's evangelization sharing christ with people um growing our churches uh, re-establishing our credentials as people who love one another who care for the poor who proclaim the kingdom of god god on earth as it is in heaven live the beatitudes live the teachings of christ i mean that's what we have to do that's what will move the needle 
Now, four more years of Biden versus four more years of a Trump or DeSantis, obviously Biden is going to move the appointment of judges, laws, et cetera, executive orders towards a more and more degenerate situation, right? Uh, this is why the U.S. was set up as a constitutional republic and not a democracy. I mean, yeah, we could say that the other day. At the end of the day, on the three kinds of government, monarchy, oligarchy, democracy, it's democracy. All right. One other thing that I didn't mention is the Donald is perceived as an outsider. He's a very wealthy businessman who didn't spend his 30s and 40s and 50s playing games in D.C. He didn't have to morph himself into whatever was needed to get the votes for 20, 30, 40 years. And because of that, he has a lot of ethos. He has a lot of respect. People have a lot more trust because he's coming from that background. No matter what he says on Twitter, people just knowing that say, okay, we can trust him more. Whereas if you were a senator for 30 years, people think you're, you're a snake. All right, we got lots of people here on Facebook, et cetera. The problem was not monarchy with Henry VIII. The Catholic English kings came after the aristocracy and society was rotten. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, Henry VIII started a new church. That was bad. <laughs> that was bad. Definitely hurt a lot of people. President Taylor Marshall would be too honest for politics like Ben Carson. Yeah, I've thought about running, but not seriously. You know, like running like Jesse Jackson, just as like a awareness campaign. I don't think I could ever be elected. I'm too, I, I, I'm too up front. DMAC says, D Dr. Marshall, do you think there's any hope at all? Of course there's hope. Put, the Bible says, Psalms, put not your hope in princes. It's in the Bible. Do not put your trust in princes. Our hope and our hope alone is in Jesus Christ. So there's all the hope in the world. He was crucified on Good Friday and he walked out of the tomb alive forever. He defeated death in Hades. Death has no more sting. It's over. That's what we're going to celebrate a week from today is the victory of Jesus Christ over sin and death. So there always is hope. Most people when we're talking about hope, whether we're talking about Barack Obama hope or Donald Trump hope, they've got a magnifying glass and they're looking at the current moment, 2023 in America, like, oh, it looks bad, it looks bad. Is there any hope? Take the magnifying, they take that away, right? Microscope, that's even better. Looking through a microscope, oh, this looks really bad. Look, take away the microscope and look at the big picture. God created you on earth. If you're still alive right now, he still has a purpose for you to accomplish while you breathe. Spiro Sparrow, 
I breathe, I hope, in Latin. Spiro, Spiro. There's still hope for you. God still has, how many people are on here right now? 1,325. For all 1,325 of you watching, God has a plan. He has something that you need to accomplish. That's why you're still alive. Your heart is beating. He's keeping you alive. You have a purpose. There is hope. You have to fill in your part of the puzzle. You can only do that, by the way, by having faith in Jesus, hope in Jesus, and love for Jesus, and your neighbor as yourself. That's it. You can't do it if you follow Muhammad. You can't do it if you follow Buddha or Ganesh or atheist. You have to have the light of the world, the way, the truth, and the life. His name is Jesus Christ. He's the divine logos. You have to have him. That's the hope. See, I'm smiling right now. That's because my hope isn't here or anything else. My hope is in Jesus Christ. And I'm celebrating or I'm keeping Lent right now. Friday in Lent. Moving towards Good Friday. The complete desolation of Good Friday. In the glorious hope, faith, celebration, and jubilation of the resurrection of Jesus on the third day. There's hope, man. There's Millions and billions and trillions and gazillions of gallons of hope in the world right now. You just got to know where they come from. All right, I'm going to take a few more comments and questions, so keep them coming. By the way, the Dr. Taylor Marshall podcast has the best audience in the world. Y'all are high energy. You're high information. And I love y'all. You're good. JC says... God is in full control. I think it's a uh, St. Charbel image there. I like that, JC. Here's a contrary opinion, I think, right here. Adam, why don't people realize Trump is no here at all? He was the one who enacted the pandemic guidelines, starting with the Operation Warp Speed from the vaccines. Many have died. I mean, it's fair enough. The... That whole crisis, 2020, 19, 20, all of that was not handled the best. Now, retrospect is always 2020, but yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, Trump has made mistakes. And honestly, I think the best thing that Trump could do is say, hey, you know what? I made a mistake on this. I made a mistake on that. I had bad info. I had bad advisors. I was on the phone with Fauci or whatever. That would be the best way to go with it. But that's why I say like people who, who make Trump into a messianic icon, it's a big mistake because it turns off a lot of people, right? We should just be more utilitarian about it. Who can be Biden? Who can give us four more years of at least a little bit more rationality while we try to rebuild the culture and try to rebuild a structure of virtue and of Christian order in the United States of America? That, that to me, is the question. Going back into the comments here. Francisco, I don't see the goods and good in politics anymore at all. I understand that. That's This is the whole thing I said at the beginning of the show. People are disenfranchised. Not only do they not like the candidates, they don't like the process. And that's why I think we might be in the devolution 
of American democracy. It may, it may very well be that my children or my grandchildren see the end of it. Oh, here we go. Angie, we love you too, Dr. Marshall from the UK. Thank you. I have genetics from the UK, so I feel that in my blood. Michael Rose, Trump is not Catholic. Thank you, Michael. We knew that. Obviously. <laughs> Dr. Marshall, please invite all this group to fast. Minimum 40-hour fast, as mentioned in the past video. Thanks. Yes, so I just put out a video two days ago talking about the 40-hour fast. It was the practice of the earliest Christians, so St. Irenaeus, writing in the year 190 or 191 AD, writes a letter in which he talks about Christians at that time period all over on Good Friday, that is the Friday before the resurrection of Jesus, Pascha, Easter, they would fast either 24 hours, 40 hours, or 48 hours. And the most common way is your last meal is on Thursday night, the Last Supper. You fast all the way through Good Friday, and you break your fast noon on Holy Saturday. So I would encourage you, if you have a healthy body, you don't have blood sugar diseases or problems, diabetes, go all in fast for 40 hours, the 40-hour fast. It's a great thing. And do it in reparation to God for all of our crimes, all of our sins, all of our disobedience, that God would bless us with not only good political leaders, but good shepherds, pastors, bishops. Thank you for the reminder. Trump is more on our side, more than Biden is, and Biden is supposedly Catholic. I mean, these are things we've discussed before. I like this comment here from Laura. Stop looking left or right. Start looking up. I'm going to give that this. Comment of the day, Laura. Love it. Don't look left. Don't look right. Look up. That's a bumper sticker right there. All right. I'm going to do one more. Yes. Rumble. All my stuff is on Rumble. Make sure you are over on Rumble because the you never know the day or the hour. All right. I'm looking for my last one. Is the most perfect type of government a monarchy? Thomas Aquinas, Plato, Aristotle, Socrates, Augustine all say yes. That is the Catholic consensus. The Protestants would disagree with us. They tend to like democracy, but the Catholic consensus is monarchy. Dr. Marshall, how do we as Catholics reconcile Trump's not-so-Christian views, the sins of Sodom and Gomorrah? We don't. We don't reconcile them. They don't fit. You've heard me say it on this before. You know, you can't reconcile those sins and that promotion on the platform with the truth. You can't. And that's why I come back to, and I'll close on this. We cannot lionize him as a hero or as a messianic figure. It turns people off and it's not the right way. The only way forward, whether the next Republican candidate is DeSantis, Trump, or someone else, me, even me, even me, I would say, don't lionize me or make me a messiah. 
until we can get our culture back on track, until that, we can get a Christian culture. 51% of our demographic is seeking Christ and seeking virtue, which in the history, in the last 2,000 years, there were societies like that. It's totally possible. Remember, the ancient Romans were sinful. They were bad. They worshiped idols, the infanticide, all kinds of unjust things happening. That whole culture was transformed over time and became deeply Christian, right? So until we can get on our feet again, we have to be somewhat utilitarian because we have a broken, um, depraved political system. And that's my position. So you're not going to ever see me doing apologetics, trying to make this right here, reconciling Trump's nuts. You're never going to see me do that ever. All right. Thanks for watching. By the way, if you want to move to a different part of the country that's more red, more conservative, more Christian, more traditional, I recommend you go to realestateforlife.org. Realestateforlife.org will help you sell your home wherever you are in the world and move to where you want to go. Anywhere in the world, they have real estate agents who know those areas and they can help you sell your home and buy your home. And so many people who watch this podcast have used realestateforlife.org and benefited from it. So go to realestateforlife.org and let them know you heard about it on the Dr. Taylor Marshall Show. I'd be much appreciative. Also, if you want to take online courses, we have an Old Testament course, a New Testament course, and a Church Fathers course. If you want to get into the early church, go to nsti.com. That's where I teach online courses. We have 10 courses waiting for you, including courses on the Latin Mass, the Roman Rite, Catholic philosophy. You want to learn about ethics and politics from the original saints and philosophers? We got that for you too. NSTI.com, New St. Thomas Institute. It's where I teach online courses. All right. Oh, also, what else did I want to tell you? Patreon. If you want to get signed copies of my books, like the new one, Antichrist and Apocalypse, you want to know what's going to happen next for real? You got to read this. It's a commentary of the book of Revelation. And you can get a signed copy if you go to patreon.com forward slash DR Taylor Marshall. There's various levels of support to support my work in writing and my work here on the podcast. If you'd like to support me in that way and get some thank you gifts like this book, go to patreon.com forward slash DR Taylor Marshall, and I would be much appreciative. All right. Thanks for watching. Remember our Lord Jesus Christ is you're the light of the world and the salt of the earth. So go out there and be salty. God bless, God speed, and let's pray in our Father together. Since we got a lot of evangelicals maybe joining us, we'll pray it in English. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. Amen. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Almighty and everlasting Father, we pray for our nation, our people, and all the peoples and nations of the earth. We have been sinful. We have rebelled against you. We ask you to forgive us and send us the leaders and the policies and the laws and the governments that we don't deserve, but that we desire. We pray this in the, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. All right, friends, thanks for watching.